Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Yes, indeed. Here she is. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you are in the right place. Let's see what's going on here. I have the buzz. Let's see. It's a quote from somebody named Orison Sweat Marden. I will read the quote. It's not important who he is. The quote is, the golden rule. That's what we're talking about today. The golden rule for every businessman, I'm going to add for every businesswoman, is this, quote, put yourself in your customer's place, unquote. Talking about the golden rule, some people call it a law of reciprocity. It's the principle of treating others as you wish to be treated by them. It's also a maxim of altruism found in many religions and cultures. So let's talk about how does this apply to us today? Truth time, everybody. Come on, fess up, look in the mirror, talk to your phone. Let's see what's going on. Are you stalking your prospects? Come on, we're talking about selling here. Are you stalking your prospects so you can get into their Facebook news feed? Tisk 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 is all I'm going to say. Or let's flip that around. Are you a patient and helpful advisor along their buying journey? Now we're mostly referencing B2B here, of course, because Coffee Break with Game Changers is about business all over the world. But think about it. Are you really desperate? Are you going after them? Almost like a friend who's been rejected, not yet. Or are you just saying, I'm here. What can I do to help you? We're opting hopefully for the second one. So we're going to continue today our discussion about the do's and don'ts of social selling and how you and your team, however big or small your team is, should or should not behave in the digital world. If you're wondering how we got this topic here on Coffee Break, I will be happy to tell you this is part four of an ongoing conversation we've been having on our series called Changing the Game with Social Selling Radio. We did parts one, two, and three starting back in mid-2017. It's such an interesting topic that I thought it would be good to bring it to our Coffee Break with Game Changers radio audience. So the title of this episode is Mind Your Manners, Social Selling Etiquette, and the Golden Rule, Part 4. Let me tell you who my three esteemed panelists are, and then we'll get started. First up in a moment, I'm very pleased to Welcome back, Vivica Von Rosen, the LinkedIn expert. She puts that in quotes because it's true, and she's the co-founder of an organization called Vengresso, and they are frequently represented on Game Changers shows. Happy to have Vivica back. Joining her is also another frequent and regular guest on many of our shows, Barb Giamanco. She is the CEO of a company called Social Centered Selling, and I'll have each of these ladies tell you, our esteemed audience, what they do, what their companies are all about. And joining the panel is Michael Labati, Head of Program Development and Operations for the Global Social Selling Program Team at SAP. That's a long title, Michael. Hope you have a big business card. So I'm thrilled to have the three of them together. This is the first time Michael has been joining these two experts on social selling, and he is one as well. So we're happy to have him on board. Vivica sent me a quote from Kathleen Schaefer, founder of Leadership Connection. Kathleen Schaefer is a trailblazer in leadership development. She has 30 years of experience as a coach, a published author, and a public speaker, and she is a very interesting lady. You can look her up. Kathleen Schaefer, S-C-H-A-F-E-R. Here's the quote. Leadership is not about men in suits. It is a way of life for those who know who they are and are willing to be their best to create the life they want to live. Vivica, how are you? 
I am good. Thank you so much for having me on again. Well, we're delighted, happy to introduce you to the Coffee Break with Game Changers audience. I love the quote, and I'm so intrigued, Vivica, that it, it starts with, not about men in suits, and just a couple of moments ago, I mentioned the quote, the opening quote from Oris and Sweat Martin, the golden yeah. rule is for every business man, and I said, <laughs> and woman. So I think we're up against a couple of issues here, but Vivica, let's expand it. Talk to me about the quote. How does it apply to etiquette in social selling? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's not just business people in suits. Um, you know, the, the thing is, when it comes to social selling and leadership and running companies and running sales teams, um, there's, there's old school, which was kind of bullyish. Um, and then why well, I love this quote so much, because it's about absolutely embodying um, leadership. And, and I think... Uh, personally, that that embodying leadership means really becoming the type of person that you want your your sales team to become, becoming the type of person, or hopefully rather letting that type of person shine through. Hopefully, you're already that person. You know um, that you want your your audience, your your prospects um, to to align with, and you know forcing something into being, being something that you're not because. Maybe you're not an aggressive, you know, quote, leader. You're, you're not that aggressive salesperson. I don't think you need to become something else in order to be a, a good leader. I think you need to become more of what you are. Um, and you know what? If what you are and who you are at your very best leading your team is completely out of alignment with your product or service, maybe, yeah. maybe you're in the wrong company. I mean, you know, obviously not all personalities um, align with with companies and with products and with services. So there's there's that piece too. But to to circle around and bring it back to the golden golden rule, you know, be unto others. And so hopefully your your best qualities as a leader in your company align with your audience and with your your product and service. Very interesting, Vivica. As you're speaking, I'm thinking that very often guidance counselors, teachers try to instill in, I'll just say young people with quotes around them. I don't know who's young anymore. Sorry, I gave up on that one. Uh, That anything you do on social, I mentioned Facebook, about stalking people, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever you are socially, it sticks. It doesn't go away. And I'm wondering when you hire people for a social selling team, should you look at their social history and say, oh boy, we don't don't want him or her on our team. Look at this. They're stalking. They're posting a bunch of pictures with glasses half full with a lot of ice cubes. And it's just not going to go well with our prospects, with our customers. Is that one way to weed them out, Vivica? Yeah, you know, it's funny. When I first started teaching social media, like back in 2007 and 8, that was one of the the, the key things is like, you you know, here we have this new tool. We've never had anything like it before. a lot of people are using it badly. A lot of people are unaware of the consequences. A lot of people, you know, still think it's like Vegas, which you put there disappears, but no, it's here forever and online. And, you know, I, I, I remember just trying to hammer home to students, you know, and, and to, to young graduates and to people in, in job transition, like you have got to represent yourself in the very best way. Um, because, you know, this, this, this thing called social media is likely to grow and have a real impact on your future. And, of course, you know, let's fast forward eight years in here or nine years and, and, or 11 years. <laughs> oh, my God, mm-hmm. I've been at this long time. And, you know, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, with all the, like, I don't even know if we want to get in the Facebook news, but here we are with, nope. with social media having, you know, just incredibly massive impacts on every aspect of our lives. And so that is a really long answer to say, um, yes, I think it's, yeah. it's important yeah. when, when we're researching candidates and uh, for our, our sales teams to get a full picture of who they are. Um, you know, and if, if, <laughs> A lot. Of, I mean, they're salespeople, right? So they give a good interview. <laughs> we want to make sure. One would hope. On. <laughs> and if they what, give a bad what? interview, you know, we definitely don't want them on the team either. But but we need to again make sure. I'm using that word align a lot, but we need to make sure yep. that you know who they are and who they present themselves to be in the interview is aligned with their social history as far back as we can go. <laughs> and their etiquette and, and Vivica yeah. background check takes on a whole new meaning when you can Indeed go and do it, it yourself. Does. Indeed it right? does. Without having to hire a detective or a company to mm-hmm. look up whether their diploma is real or whether they really went to the University of XYZ or whether they really were the director of such and such at so and so company five years ago. You could just find it all out yourself. Thank you, Vivica. Good deep dive into our topic right at the front here. We have a lot more coming from you and you're going to surprise everybody in a few minutes when you tell them where you are but don't tell anybody yeah. yet we'll, we'll find out so barb giamanco is joining us as well from social seller social centered selling and barb has sent us a quote from johann wolfgang von goethe i hope i'm pronouncing his name right yeah. 1749 thank you to 1832 german writer and statesman his work includes epic and lyric poetry prose and verse dramas, memoirs and autobiography, literary and aesthetic criticism, treatises on botany, anatomy and color, and four novels, if that wasn't enough. More than 10,000 letters and 3,000 drawings, my goodness. He's most famous for his work called Faust in 1808, a celebrated drama. And uh, just look him up if you don't know him. G-O-E-T-H-E, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. And here is the quote Barb has selected. Behavior is the mirror in which everyone shows their image. How profound. Mm -hmm. Barb Giamanco, welcome back. How are you? I'm good, Bonnie. Thank you so much for having me on again. Delighted. Talk to me about this quote. I'm loving it. How does this apply to, well, behavior, etiquette, social selling? Why don't you put it all together for us? Well, I think whether you're in person or, you know, you're online, how you behave in situations where you're talking with other people or presenting yourself or whatever it might be, uh, you know, how you behave is really telling the world a lot about you. And what's interesting to me is um, when we come to the social side of it, I find, Bonnie, that there are a fair number of people out there, um, similar to what, uh, you know, Vivica was just talking about, they let down their guard as if somehow it's okay to behave in ways that they probably, let's hope, they wouldn't do in person. And the problem with behaving inappropriately online, it tells people a lot about who you are, uh, but bottom line, it doesn't disappear. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not good for you as a professional. It's certainly not good for your company. I often wonder uh, if anybody is monitoring sometimes some of the things that people are (laughs) putting out there online, if they're actually checking in on their employees now and again to see what's going on. Because I've seen some pretty inappropriate things said in conversations on LinkedIn. I, I kind of I don't like to see it on Facebook, but I sort of expect it comes out there. But when Mm -hmm. I start seeing really crass behavior on LinkedIn, that is disturbing. Mm -hmm. 
And don't they realize it, Barb? Don't they know that it is so incredibly public and so incredibly indelible? And as we've said, how many times already? We're only 14 minutes into the show. It's indelible. It doesn't go away. It's traceable, yeah. trackable. Somebody can find it. You, you can't hide it. You can't delete it. It's going to be somewhere. And if somebody's looking, they'll find it. Don't people realize how public this is, Barb? Where, where is that gene of, I am out there and the world can see and hear me right now? How, where, is that gene? missing from some people? You know, I think it's got to be because to me, it's perfectly obvious that if you come into it, let's say you go to a networking event and you're kind of that guy or that gal who runs around shoving business cards in people's faces and oh, you know, just pitching you from moment one. That's one thing. People might say to themselves, okay, that's annoying. And they walk away and they forget about it, right? But when you come online, and we're going to talk about some of the behaviors, when you come online and you start uh, getting nasty or saying really rude and crude things, you know, one would think that they would understand that that can very much backfire. And by the way, I have on occasion actually reached out to company executives when I've seen some pretty inappropriate behavior by employees. I mean, really? You know, yeah. What do you say, uh, Barb? What do you say? What do you say? You say Bob Jones is out there and he's giving your company a bad name. How do you how do you position that kind of a, a communication? So I just let them know, you know, I happen to be in this LinkedIn conversation. This is what the person said. You might want to do a little checking yourself to see if they're following sort of your your social media guidelines. Most organizations today have them. And I only have done it in one or two circumstances where it was really bad. And I just felt obligated to let the leadership team know. Thank you very much. Being a good citizen, I appreciate that. And that's, we might actually bring that into the conversation later. How are you a good citizen, not just a good salesperson or a good prospect hunter or a contactor or, uh, or, Advisor too. Let, let me let me get that one out there. Anyway, thank you very much, Barb. Thrilled to have you back. Sure. Michael Labati is joining us. Michael was on a social selling show recently with me, and he has jumped in very last minute to take over an open spot. Michael, we're so happy to have you on the show again. And Michael is going to talk about a quote here uh, from Seth Godin. By the way, Seth is one of my favorite everyday blog people to read. Michael, I subscribe to his feed, and he is just. I, I imagine he must have a team of five or 10 or 20 people are coming up with all these words of brilliance all the time. But Seth Godin, born 1956, I call that a very young man, is an American businessman, investor, and philanthropist who was the CEO of Microsoft? I didn't know that. American author and former dot-com business executive. He left Spinnaker in 1986 using $20,000. That's all he had in savings to found Seth Godin Productions, a book packaging business out of his studio apartment in New York City. And on and on and on. Yo-Yo Dine is one of his companies. Flatiron Partners invested $4 million in his company. He launched Squidoo in 2008. He's the author of 17 books Free prize inside. Everybody go take a look at that. Forbes Business Book of the Year in 2004. Purple Cow sold 150,000 copies with 23 print runs in its first two years. The Dip. Oh, so many books. Anyway, go find him. Here's the quote from Seth Godin. Quote, a brand is a set of expectations, stories, memories, and relationships that taken together account for a customer's decision to choose one product or service over another. Michael Labati, welcome back. How are you? Thank you, Bonnie. And, uh, thanks for having me back. Go ahead. Talk to me about oh, the quote. Geez. 
Yeah, sure. You know, look, Seth Godin, um, yeah, you, you summed it up pretty well, and, and he understands brand. Um, let, me, let me kind of uh, unpack this a bit. What he's saying in this quote is a brand, it's not a logo. Um, it's not a piece of content. It's not even an experience. If you think about what he's saying, it's all of those things combined that add some level of meaning to one's life, right? And when that meaning resonates uh, as intended, then you take action to engage that brand. And, 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 and Bonnie, in the, in the spirit of your, of your radio show today, let's take it a step further. People are now brands, more than we ever have been, given social media you know, over the past yes. decade and, and even more. So your image, your message, your behavior, all of it, that becomes the usher of your own personal brand. If people connect with it, then they will engage you. And if they don't, there's 500 million other people on LinkedIn, for example, especially in the B2B space, uh, that can turn uh, to uh, others for answers. So if you say the right thing, everyone gains and you win. If you say the wrong thing, you lose, but you lose in a really big way. There you go. Thank you very much. In- interesting. Um, yes, we are our own brands, and many books have been written in the past, I'd say, 10 years, because I've spoken to some of those authors, Michael. Uh, you are your own brand. I've, I've read a book, interviewed an author many years ago. Uh, I think it was called You Are Like Shampoo. You know, which shampoo are you? What are your qualities? What do you look like? What's your packaging? How do you express yourself? Uh, what are your selling points? On and on. Very, very good points. So, so we really have a double lev- level, double layer of branding here, Michael. We have the person, and then we have the company or the organization or product for which they are working. Can we agree on that? Well, absolutely. I mean, people become the extension of the brand in which they work. So uh, in our case, at my employer, you know, anyone that's involved in social media, there are also policies. Um, We can't have sort of a a maverick mentality to to, uh, create messaging on behalf of the company that, that isn't on message. So there is that sort of governance. But uh, it's got to be genuine and authentic, and you want it to be cohesive, and you want it to represent you know, the, 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 the brand essence. Uh, and so when someone, when you have ambassadors, I mean, just imagine this. When you have uh, multiple people becoming stewards of your brand, you can be everywhere at once. So I think it's really important to recognize that when, when you're on social and you're, and you're engaging folks from a marketing or selling perspective, you, uh, you absolutely have, uh, you know, the responsibility to usher in a way that uh, represents that, uh, that company, that brand, um, on message. And I think your personal brand is gaining. And as I mentioned, you can, you can lose if you say the wrong thing. But I, I think we all intend to say the right thing. Uh, Bonnie, you said something earlier uh, to the extent that uh, there's this sort of etiquette that happens. Uh, some are, are uh, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're behaving in the way that you'd that you'd expect, and, and it's professional. And there's some that uh, aren't getting it yet. And I think that we that we're always going to be dealing with this to to extent. But what those folks need to realize is the criticality of of not uh, being on brand and being on message. The, the loss is so much worse than the gain because people remember. And when your network is growing. the risk becomes higher. So as much as a reward you're gaining from getting uh, and becoming more popular amongst your network and becoming a thought leader and being known to own a topic, if something goes the other way, it's a much slippier uh, slope, as they say. 
Thank you very much, Michael. Great to get into that part of the conversation again. Thank you for joining us. And now let's go around the table and find out where our panelists are calling from or where do we call you. And either what's in your cup right now, if it's really interesting. If not, what would you rather be drinking? What fuels you and powers you to be a best practices social selling expert? I'm going to pose that around the table, starting with Vivica Von Rosen. I hear you're in a very interesting place today, Vivica. Why don't you regale us with some, make us jealous. Where are you? <laughs> and, and let's see if I can pronounce it correctly because I've been pronouncing it apparently un, uh, incorrectly since I got here. I'm in uh, Guimarães, um, Portugal. So, okay, the Portugal part is just regular. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've been calling it Guimarães, 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 you know. Well, we're glad you're there. We're glad you found it. Yeah, go ahead. Are you in a, yeah, are you yeah, business or? <laughs> Personal or business? What are you there for? Uh, a little, a little bit of both. Um, you know, uh, my my husband's uh, here. I won't mention the company because it might be um, not SAP, but uh, <laughs> on business. And um, it was, uh, you know, I, this is the power of of LinkedIn. I just popped in in you know my timeline. I'm going to be in Portugal. Um, who's there that I should meet? And a friend of mine for a long time on social, um, Pedro uh, Camaraz. Uh, reached out and said, well, duh, I'm here. And so we actually met for coffee and, and talked uh, speaking gigs. So, nice. hey, I can write it off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you've got to love, I mean, you, you, you've got to love social media for that is, is the ability to actually meet yes. people face-to-face and, and, and build these relationships. Um, of course, Alan was wondering if this was a stalker who was going to kill me. But no, he's not. And we had a very nice lunch. <laughs> Well, at least I'm glad you're. I'm glad you made it through the lunch and you're able to join us on the radio. So, what's the yeah. big drink down there? Are you drinking well, something very authentic port. and local? What is it? Port. Port. Wine. Port wine. You know the sweet, very sweet port wine. So oh, yeah. I'm having a a nice tawny port wine because it's you know three thirty in the afternoon here. So <laughs> it's time. <laughs> well, you sound wonderful to wine. us. Vivica, whatever is making you happy, that's fine with us. Is there a brand on that port wine you want to share with us, something people visiting wherever you are in Portugal should know about? Um, so I can't even pronounce the brand on this bottle. Um, there's too many weird letters. Um, however, I would highly recommend it? if you're... Hmm? I can't even spell it, no. You can spell <laughs> it for me. Okay. <laughs> but if you go to okay, Porto... And you go to Taylor, uh, the Taylor Winery. I would highly recommend that, and that's where we actually got this bottle. But, but no lie, I can't, I can't, I can't even spell it. It's got A's with little dots on it, and U's with with swirls, and yeah. <laughs> That's fine. And I will tell you that if you go to winepaths.com, you can get private wine tours in ah, Portugal. Create a tailor-made wine tour, wine paths. Yes, uh, very, very interesting. Porto Tour Tailor Made Porto, the city. Yes, five port yes. wine cellars you can't miss in Porto. Yep. So Fantastic. wine country of Portugal. Sounds Fascinating. Well, just don't drink up too fast here while you, I, I while you join I'll, us. I'll, Thank you, Viva. I'll, I'll, I'll hold it down. <laughs> You, you sound good. I thought it was tea time at 4 o'clock. It's port time. Okay. It's Barb Giamanco, where are you today? And Bar- <laughs> That's what they say. Barbara Giamanco, where are you? And what's in your cup? Or what are you dreaming about drinking, Barbara? 
So not as exciting as Portugal, but I do love <laughs> Atlanta. So I'm here in Atlanta where I live. And uh, what's in my cup? My second, uh, my second cup of uh, green tea, and then I'll be shifting over to uh, water with lemon. But anyone who knows me knows what's going to happen sometime around 5.30 or 6 p.m. <laughs> I'm breaking open a bottle of uh, Cabernet. Okay. Do you have a special brand of Cabernet? No, I love them all. I just love wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a happy panel here. Thank you very much. We'll I'm drink very, anything. Very, very glad. <laughs> well, I'm just not great. I'm sorry I'm, to. Uh, okay. Just so we're clear, I'm drinking green tea right now. The wine will come later. <laughs> Wait, where we got we we got that Barb. We got that. Thank you very much. I'm thinking of Matt on the on the soundboard today. Matt is our engineer. I'm thinking he's probably going crazy trying to keep us. Every time you say something funny, I'm laughing at the top, and the my my mic level is probably going way up into the red zone. He's saying, "What's going on here, Matt? Thank you very much for enduring this. I appreciate it." And Michael, Lab- my Matt is texting me here. Too much happiness going on here, Michael. Labadi, where are you, and what do you drink that powers you to keep you happy in doing your social selling work? Uh, South Florida, out of my home office. I am in Delray Beach, actually West Delray Beach, Boca Raton, kind of in the, right there in the middle. And uh, like we uh, discussed last time, I, I painted the picture for you, Bonnie, where you and I were having a, uh, you were having, I think it was a glass of wine. Uh, next to me, I was having a glass of basil, uh, sorry, Blanton's uh, bourbon around my fire pit in the backyard. Well, now yes. uh, fl- South Florida uh, temperatures are back in the uh, low 70s again, so the nights are conducive to that same atmosphere. So today, or, or this evening, I'll be by the fire pit uh, outside near the pool uh, when, the, when the sun sets, having Basil Hayden's. That would be a two-finger pour, one rock in a, in a nice uh, tumbler. And uh, if you don't know, it's a Kentucky bourbon. It's delicious, and I'm sure you're doing some research. So I can't wait to hear what you find. <laughs> Blanton's. I, I remember. I never. I, listen. I never drink wine on the radio. I think that was somebody else's show. <laughs> but I. But I do drink water, which I was about to say. So it's Blanton's. Blanton's bourbon. I remember looking this up well, last, last time. time. It was Blanton's. This time it's Basil Hayden's. B-A-S-I-L. Basil Hayden. Let me. Let me get it. Basil yeah. Hayden's. Basil Hayden's, let's see if we can... H-A-Y-D-E-N-S. I have it. I I spelled it absolutely right. Basil Hayden, small batch whiskey, yes. www.basilbasilhayden.com, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, it's an easy-drinking, well-balanced whiskey. There you go. One of the four bourbons in the Jim Beam Small Batch Collection and bottle of a much lighter 80-proof Basil Hayden. Thank you very much. Used to know somebody who was a big Jim Beam, Beam, B-E-A-M fan. So I'm interested to know this is the three sibling brands of the higher alcohol concentration. So this is the lightweight one. Thank you very much. Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Thank you very much. Michael. Well, I remember you saying, uh, water. I do remember that, but you know, Bonnie, we have a rule around the fire pit near the pool is that uh, you have to have at least a glass of wine, so um, we'll have to arrange that at some point. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I will tell you that I am here in Durham, North Carolina. It, it's attempting to snow. I hear my friends in New York are expecting 8 to 12 inches today, so they're all shuttered in and not planning to go anywhere. At least they're getting their groceries done early. Uh, our snow has disappeared. It's melted already. I think it mixed with rain, but it was it was uh, nice to see it for an hour or so, and it's gone, and that's just fine with me. So we are here on Coffee Break with Game Changers talking about a very interesting topic. 
I can't think of a company anywhere that isn't involved in some way in social selling. I don't care if you're brick and mortar or, as they say on the news, bricks and mortar. I always said it just brick and mortar. Whether you're simply and totally online, you must have some kind of social presence. If it's just your website, if you're just responding to inquiries on your website, whatever it is, if you have a sales force, a task force, a team that's out there connecting with people on LinkedIn or Facebook, anywhere they are, you are involved in social selling. And there is an etiquette and there are golden rules. And that's what we're here to talk about today with my three very special and very happy guests, Vivica Von Rosen at Van Gresso. And she is in, you know what, let's, before we take a quick break, one minute, Vivica, tell us what Van Gresso is about and what you're up to. Barb, you'll tell us about social selling centered selling, and then we'll go to break. So Vivica, what's the company doing? Yeah, so we really focus on digital sales transformations uh, training, um, anything from, you know, small sales teams, individuals up to, you know, SAP (laughs) type um, sales teams. So uh, really helping people um, create a stronger brand online and then engage and communicate in such a way that's authentic, um, but, but really allows you to build a relationship with your audience. Thank you very much. Good to have a catch-up with you. And Barb Giamanco, what does your company do? Uh, So, Social Centered Selling, we've been a consulting, training, and coaching firm for a long, long time. I will say that in the last two years, Bonnie, I've transitioned more to media in that companies hire me to facilitate their thought leadership webinars and podcasts. And at the end of January, which I'm super excited about, which is doing very well, I launched a brand new Women in Sales podcast that is just It's just going crazy with popularity, so I'm very excited about that. I'm happy for you. I didn't know about that. Send me the link or I'll look it up. I would love to attend that or see that. I'd I'd love to see what you're doing, Barb. Thank you. Uh, your energy is boundless. I know that. And I know you're very committed to your craft. I will say the art and craft of social selling. So guess what? We're going to take a really, really, really quick break while I take a sip of my cool, clear water from my cool, clear mug with a yellow straw because I'm hoping the sun will come out today. We'll not sing. I don't want anybody to go away. So I'm going to say to Matt and to our audience, don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. 90 seconds is all we're going to be gone. Just take a sip of something interesting and we're going to come back with Vivica and Barb and with Michael and we're going to talk a little more in depth about the etiquette of social selling. Matt out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com 
follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Yes, indeed. We took our coffee break and we're back drinking a whole variety of interesting beverages around the world with Vivica Von Rosen, Barb Giamanco, and Michael Labati. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and I plan to be for the rest of the show. After that, all bets are off. So we're talking about, mind you, I love to say that, mind your manners, social selling etiquette and the golden rule. We're going to kick off this portion of the show with some statements that Vivica Von Rosen sent me before the show. And let me start with just putting two together. And Vivica will go for about two minutes on this, then we'll bring in Barb and Michael for their commentary, and then we'll move on to a topic of Barb's and one from Michael. So Vivica says, ghosting is not okay in dating. It's not okay on social. She also says, don't be a stalker, and don't tell me I'm beautiful. LinkedIn is not a dating site. A lot a lot to unpack, as they say on the news. Vivica, why don't you explain all this for us, please? Sure. And, you know, with, with the ghosting thing, um, I was trying to go with the dating theme, and, and I kind of forced that one a little bit. But then I thought about it, you know, as, as sales professionals, we're used to sending out a lot of messages and a lot of it's automated, um, you know, and a lot of times we, we're not expecting a reply. However, um, there are definitely those times when you've had long conversations with prospects, um, they say they're interested, you book an appointment to go over the proposal and you never hear from them again. And, you know, ah. it, they ignore your phone calls, they ignore your texts, they ignore your emails. It's just like dating all over again. And, yes, as salespeople, you know, we, we, we have to have a thick skin. But I just, you know, I don't get it. Like, as a, um, as a, a person who buys products and services who's had these long conversations with um, vendors and, and, you know, with, with other salespeople who are selling me a product or a service, um, if they've invested a, a significant of t- amount of time in me, um, if I'm not interested, you know, I, I may or may not be interested during the pitch. I might come to a decision later. But, you know, be polite. Just say, thanks so much for the opportunity. And you can do it in an email. You can do it in a text, right? And you don't have to break up over the phone anymore. But you, you mm-hmm. should still say something like, you know, I, I really appreciate your time. You know, we've decided to move forward with this, or we're not going to invest at this time. Um, and then when they, you know, when they when they follow up with you and try to get you back on the phone, then then you can maybe ghost them. But like, have the courtesy 
if someone has spent time with you trying to sell you a product or a service and you've decided not to go that way, just have the courtesy to say, thanks, but no thanks. You know, just, just don't ignore them completely. Now, this is not to say that you need to respond to every, <laughs> you know, every news blast, that, an email blast that goes out, but I'm talking about yeah. people who actually have spent time with you. Uh, Vivica, there's something now called mosting. Mosting is when you you convince somebody that they're the one. You lay it on thick, wow, baby, baby, ooh, 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 and then you ghost them and you blindside them because why in the world would you come on so strong? I, I'm new to all this stuff. I wouldn't know, Dude, but I, <laughs> I'm reading up on it. There's an article, this new dating trend is even worse than ghosting. Most thing is like ghosting, but on steroids. Oh, my God. We need to do oh, a show man. on steroids. Social dating. That's, that's absolutely fascinating. Just come to the part about, I just also want you to bring in the don't tell me I'm beautiful. This is LinkedIn. It's not a dating site. Does that happen often, Vivica, in your experience? Yeah, it really does. Um, in fact, I, and I love her to death and she's beautiful, but um, I have an 82-year-old friend who's in marketing um, who, who literally just forwarded me this email Oh, you are so beautiful, and I want to marry you and have your, ch- you know, and and it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, and she is a beautiful woman, but she's eighty two, and she's probably not going to be springing forth children from her loins anytime soon. So, you know, <laughs> that kind of activity on LinkedIn or anywhere else is is definitely uncalled for. So, yes, that is it is definitely still going on. Oh, my goodness. I don't know whether to laugh or cry. No, but she might be very good company at dinner over a good bottle of port. So you, you never you, you never know. I've, I've gotten some of those. And funny, my, Michael, to sidebar to you, Michael Labati, um, I forward them to Kirsten Boyleau, who with whom you work at SAP. I'll say, Kirsten, you won't believe what I just got on LinkedIn. It's the next thing to a proposal of marriage. It's like, seriously? Yeah, it's it's happening. I don't know who these people are. I don't know where they come from. But anyway, do not answer. Do, do not even yep. ghost them. Just do not answer. Just Thank block. you very much. Barb Jim. Yes, that's right. Block and report. That's right. Barb Giamanco, I'd love to get your thoughts on any or all of what Vivica mentioned just now. Well, coincidentally, on Sunday afternoon, I got a <laughs> message from Daniel who wants us to put our hearts and minds together. Uh, so, <laughs> just, just your hearts and minds? <laughs> yes, so that came through uh, LinkedIn, and I think it's just another indication that people don't understand uh, the context of how to use some of these social yeah. sites, uh, right? So LinkedIn is a business networking site, folks. It's it's really not the place to play like it's a dating service, so that, that really drives me nuts, um, and I wish it would stop. Uh, I'm going to be mm-hmm. curious to hear if Michael gets those, because I think more women get them uh, than men probably do, but I'll be curious to see what he says. You know, and then as far as the ghosting, I have to agree with Vivica. Now, I've gone on record in the past and always said that as salespeople, we're really not owed anything. And when I say that, I I sort of mean that, you know, in the beginning when we're really trying to establish that relationship and get connected with people, you know, we've really got to prove ourselves and the value and all that sort of thing. I do agree with Vivica, though. If you get to a place where you're really in some serious conversation with somebody about your product or service, I think... At a certain point, if you're really not ready to buy now or maybe ever, 
sort of the courteous thing to do is to let somebody know. Some folks are uncomfortable with that. I get that. And so for them, they figure if they just avoid, it'll go away. Um, But I'd love to encourage people to just say to themselves, look, you know, I've spent a lot of time with Barb and we're, we're not, we're probably not going to ever purchase this solution. It has nothing to do with her personally. You know, I think you, you got to let somebody know it's only fair. Yep. Very, very well put. Michael, do you ever get any proposals on LinkedIn and any other comments you'd care to share about what the two panelists have shared so far? Michael? Well, fortunately, no, I have not. Uh, and and I, I find it uh, quite unusual uh, to my uh, uh, colleagues here. Um, what I will say, though, is, hey, look, you know, the behavior in the flesh when you spend time with someone, you would not do an about-face and completely stop talking and walk away. Um, you know, like 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 has been said on on this on the show. You've created a relationship. There's been some time that's been invested. There's some equity, and mm-hmm. you, you you simply wouldn't just stop talking to that person in the middle of a sentence. Or or if you were to walk up to them in a hallway or out of the elevator, they're they're not going to just walk away from you. It, it, considering that there's been normal behaviors to that point, you don't do that. In the, uh, in the in the digital world, either you you know you really uh, I think some of the the best digital profiles, the best etiquette and behavior are those that uh, are very similar or almost identical to the behaviors that you have in the flesh. So yeah. I think we keep that in mind. You know why would we treat someone differently simply because we haven't seen them physically and we've just chatted with them digitally? It it, it goes without saying. There's a there's a principle of being, there are some values, core values uh, that I think um, need to play into your behavior online. And if, you, uh, if, if, you're, if you're not doing the right thing by balancing the, the, you know, these, these relationships, you're going to have, uh, people are going to remember that. Uh, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. So I, I'm, I'm completely opposed to, to the um, about face ghosting, you know, never talking to you again, sudden sudden death, as they would say. Yeah, I, I have to add, thank you, Michael, I have to add two very brief case studies of my own where there's a, almost a crossover between brick, brick and mortar and social selling and, and online communications. I, I was very interested in buying some furniture and having a custom headboard made by a very well-known furniture company here in the Raleigh-Durham area. They were highly recommended to me. Um, eight, ten miles each way. I went back and forth with fabric samples for two or three weeks, and, and then I said, okay, I'm ready to give you my credit card and, and pay for this. And they said, oh, no, we can't take your credit card. We have to send you a link to the pre-invoice so that you can give us your credit card online, and then we will take the deposit. Well, anyway, the link came, and the information was, it, it came with a 24-hour limit on it, and I was busy that weekend and didn't see it. Okay, so Monday morning I saw it and it didn't work because the link had expired. They never contacted me again for two weeks. I waited. Wow. They never. There was no acknowledgement that the sale was open. It was a couple thousand dollars, not not like twenty five, fifty grand for a whole house or a couple of rooms. It was just a bed and a, and a front end table. But it was just really strange. So I called them. It took me uh, an hour to find a contact number on their website. When I finally contacted them, it took 24 hours for them to reply. Somebody told me they were so sorry, but my salesman was out sick and wouldn't be back for 48 hours. They sent me another link that expired in 24 hours with the wrong invoice, with the wrong bed, with the wrong details. And I emailed them and said, no, this went on for three weeks. Finally, the salesman got on the phone with me and apologized. And I said, I can't trust you anymore. All I want to do is give you my damn credit card. 
card. Have you ordered the bed? It's a six week special order. And I don't think, and I, he said to me, Oh, I'm so sorry. I've been sick. That was the end of the conversation. I never heard from them again. They walked away from a multiple thousand dollar order. Okay. Case number two. I'm looking for a car. I want to replace my sports car with something a little newer. Found something on a well-known automobile website that checks all the credentials on the car online. Found it. My dream car. Uh, just over the moon with wanting to get it. It's two hours away. I emailed them on their contact information on Sunday. I'm interested. Is it available? Contact me. Instantly got an auto reply. I'm Bob. I'm your personal salesperson. Happy to talk to you. It's Sunday. I'll g-. Never heard from him. It's Wednesday. Never heard from him. Never heard from him. How does this work in the real world? <laughs> Vivica no, and, and that, Michael and Barb, do you, do you need to go coach these people? Yeah, go ahead, Michael. Yes, what happened? <laughs> So, so Bonnie, I think there's something else that's, that's been occurring, and I think it's about uh, automating a lot of this um, right now, right? Artificial intelligence uh-huh. has taken, it's taken a grip on three places. It's taken a grip in automotive. We all know that. It's taking a grip in healthcare. There's big, big spending in, in venture capital in artificial intelligence for healthcare. And the other one is marketing and sales and communication. So uh, I think that there is a level of fatigue that people in social, even in emails, before social, you would get these automated emails that seem so personal, and they're coming out of, yeah. you know, I won't, I won't say the brands, but they're coming out of, out of automa- auto- automatic engagement software, and you're receiving these things, and they say, hi, Michael, um, it's been a while since we spoke, and, and, and you feel like there's someone behind it, but there really isn't, because a thousand other people receive the same message. We also have to be cognizant of the fact that a lot of this stuff is... Um, is automated, and unfortunately, because we don't have time to to to, to sort of discern, you know, who's human and, and and what's a bot, we we tend to say, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to stop talking. I, I don't even want to respond. So that my advice to mitigate mm-hmm. this is to, and it goes back to to to, to the listening stuff that we're going to probably get into at some point. The etiquette, just. You know, you you've got to personalize your message in the same way you do in in in, in your in your in the sort of like I said before in the brick and mortar or in the flesh. If you yeah. notice someone, say something that you notice. Uh, if they're doing something, if there was something that they posted that simply is not repeatable by some type of bot, um, say it and 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 let them know that you're real. I think that is going to be uh, that can help uh, make the difference between getting a response or just. Hey, haven't heard from you for a while. Are you still interested in the product? Any any bot can do that. Anything? Yes, absolutely. Interesting. Thank you, Michael, for jumping in quickly. Vivica or Barb, anything you want to add to that before I move on to some important etiquette rules, best practices, in Barb's notes? Well, I'm just really interested. I, you know, with AI and and augmented reality and how smart um, these computers are going to get and how much harder it's going to be able to discern who's real and who's not, and is that a good thing or mm-hmm. is that not a good yeah. thing? I mean, that's, that's a whole other conversation to have, of course. Um, but, but I think it's going to be a huge conversation. I think we all can agree that, and I don't even know why, you know, we do all of this automated email stuff anymore because, I mean, what is the conversion rate, especially with the really bad stuff, especially that, yeah. you know, that, 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 that buying a car case study? Um, has that ever worked ever? I don't know, you know, but, but certainly as, as the, the reactions and these bots get smarter, um, you know what, it's a, 
on the one hand, for marketers and salespeople, it's a good thing. You know, we'll be able to to um, funnel our quality leads um, a lot more effectively. On the other hand, as a client, as a as a customer and consumer, um, it's a little bit scary. So it's it's I, I don't really have an opinion other to say. You know, let's stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, let's stay tuned. And and the in-person salesperson at a local dealership promised mm. to get back to me on Monday with whether the year of car I'm looking at had a switchable ragtop because I want a different color. If he can find a used car for me and that that type, the question yeah. was, could I switch out and buy? It? And he said, the parts department's open Monday. I'll get back to you. It's Wednesday. Not a call. Not an email. Not a they have all now my that's nothing. Just so lazy. not doing business with them. Barb Giamanco. I want to move on to some interesting <laughs> etiquette messages here in your notes. I think we can tackle these. It's 49 after we got, oh my goodness, we have uh, seven, eight minutes left to the show. We'll do this. Okay, number one, you say <laughs> be patient. Number two, you say put, we got to do a part five, ladies and gentlemen. Be patient. <laughs> number two, put in the work, ditch the pitch. Number three, message matters. And number four, contribute to discussions. Don't hijack them. Pick any or all, Barb, and let's hear what you have to say about these, please. Uh, well, I'm going to build on message matters, contribute to discussions, and then I've got to, I, I just have to also say, because your, your story has just illustrated it, uh, good selling skills have never been more important. It gets very tiring for me to listen to salespeople who complain um, that prospects don't get back to them or that the sales cycle is getting dragged out. And I hear stories like yours all the time about the overall sales experience really not going well because the seller isn't doing their part. Um, but to build on what Michael said, you know, message really does matter. And uh, it's, it, I think people are really still trying to automate these things. And, and I put some of this on sales leadership's shoulders, by the way, because if you're continuing to measure simply on activity, right? How many emails did somebody send? How many phone calls did they make? Mm -hmm. Then quality often gets left out of the equation and people are not uh, personalizing it. And I just, if you really want to stand out, and this is going to be important, as people start Mm -hmm. thinking about artificial intelligence, they're going to have to think through how their processes are going to work, what the experience is going to look like. There's going to have to be a lot of thought put into um, how this is going to go because I'm predicting some epic fails as we continue to, uh, to, to move in that direction. Um, so message is really important in how you approach people and how you behave and how you follow up. Critical. Uh, and then from a social point of view, you know, one of the best ways to engage with people and demonstrate sort of your credibility and expertise, if you will, is to contribute to discussions. However, I often see salespeople coming in and trying to hijack a conversation. Um, And what I mean by that is they either start pitching their product or service or they start to really, you know, start to push that they're the expert. And so the person who starts the discussion, that's the one who really is kind of hopefully leading it and moderating, facilitating, staying engaged and all that. But more often than not, I see salespeople coming in trying to hijack and make it all about them. So you know what? Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) That just said stop it. Oh, my goodness. You know what? That brings us up to our crystal ball predictions round. Would the three of you agree to come back? I think I have a next opening in July. Come back and continue this conversation. And you can send me uh, – we could just do a list of best practices and just make it very intensive as a, as a teaching moment. Would you be willing, Vivica and Barb and Michael, to join me? Of course. Absolutely. What do you think? Okay. Tell Kirsten I'm taking this topic over on Coffee Break. She can, <laughs> she has plenty of other topics for her social selling show. Kirsten, 
shout out to you. Uh, so let's go around the table. It's time for the crystal ball predictions round. And we're going to start with Vivica von Rosen. Don't tell me what you're going to be drinking in 10 minutes because we know already. But Vivica, <laughs> seriously, let's go to, uh, you, you mentioned AI. I think we need to bring in AI and bots and, and auto responders. We need to bring that into the conversation next time. Yeah. So we'll start with, with a clean slate and, and I'll send a date to the three of you. And let's start with some, some brand new content here. This is really important. So, Vivica von Rosen, look into the crystal ball. I can give you about 45 seconds. That's all we've got. This has been way too much fun. Sorry about that. No, I'm not. Uh, what do you see coming down the pike, let's say, between now and 2020, which is uh, a year and a half from now? So what's going to happen in social selling etiquette? Will people get the message or not? Vivica, go. Yeah, I think people will get the message. And I think what's what's going to be coming um, with, you know, the Facebook news uh, yesterday and today, um, you know, the, 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 the search is going to become so much more sophisticated. So as, as social sellers, we just, we're going to have to keep up um, and we're going to have to bring, you know, the good, <laughs> the good, the loving, the whole back into this industry because there's, there's a lot of creepiness going on. So um, we, we need to bring back the light. <laughs> bring back the light. Thank you very much. Okay. Interesting. 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 Uh, yes. Barb Giamanco, I have, oh, I've got 60 seconds for you. Go ahead. Well, uh, you know, we've already really talked about it through the course of the discussion, Bonnie. I just predict that if people don't shift their behavior and, you know, come back to, you know, being a valuable resource as a seller and dealing with people human to human, um, they're going to find themselves, you know, looking at other careers. Uh, technology cannot automate all the stuff that's so important in really demonstrating true value in solving uh, people's business problems. So that's what I predict, that people will be out of uh, a sales career soon if they don't change up their behavior. Interesting. Interesting. Yes, I would especially imagine if you walk into a car dealership and you sit down at somebody's desk and, and the manager of the of the uh, the branch, whatever you want to call it, uh, sees a lot of handshaking going on, the exchange of information, forms being filled out, and then goes back to that salesperson a week later and says, so how about that redhead who walked in and was looking at the $50,000 sports car? No, I was buying a used version of that. That's not my budget this week. Anyway, did you close with her yet? Did you find her a car? And he says, nah, never got back to her, too much work. I can imagine how his bonus is going to go that month. Let's not go there. Michael Abadi, I'm ready for you. 60 seconds. What have you got? Four predictions. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank Thank you, Bonnie. And I think, um, yeah, I think that what we're going to see is uh, some. Uh, we're going to see some new algorithms. With, with, this is my prediction. I think we're going to see LinkedIn adding another dimension to their perhaps SSI mm. score. It might be another an, another view, but think about it. Um, you have an ability right now. They're already capturing data on you know is this relevant content? Do you want to block this person? So why not take that data and make it and, and, and create a public form of it? Don't, don't just use it to make decisions for, your, for the way that LinkedIn operates its, its uh, sites and its policies, but let's surface some of that. So if, if, you know, if Labadi isn't behaving well, um, you know, maybe so folks are going to know that because my etiquette score isn't as high as it should be. That would be an interesting sort of play onto the SSI ah. theory and give people indications of who they might want to engage and encourage those that aren't, uh, you know, that aren't doing well right now to do better. I like that. That could be interesting. Big brother, big sister, mama and papa are watching you. Oh, my. <laughs> that, that could be very controversial. Uh, just quickly, Vivica, you agree or disagree with that? And then Barb, and then I have to close. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Bar you know, let's Barb. Uh, okay. Part, part five. Barb? 
Yes, I think that's uh, very innovative. Very creative. There'll be a lot of pushback on that one. I want to thank the mm-hmm. three of you so much for joining me, Vivica von Rosen. Thanks for taking time out of your fascinating trip and all of your, your exploits with beverages and sightseeing and all that uh, and meetings <laughs> and lunches and social selling in person. To to you, thank you so much. And shout out to everybody of Ingresso. Barb Giamanco, always such a pleasure to have you on, Barb. You have such a, a fresh point of view on all of this. And I know you're out there in the trenches working it. Can't wait to see your podcast, Michael Labati. What can I say very appreciative that you jumped in at the last minute to fill a spot i thank you very much so here's my call to action and a shout out of course to kirsten boylo for getting michael with us today and for starting this topic on her her conversational show a social selling with game changers so here we go shout out to matt as well at world talk radio the business channel our intrepid engineer today and shout out to aaron wherever you are we missed you here we go fasten your seatbelt. what in the world are you waiting for go out and be a game changer today quick heads up 8 p.m tonight if you're around Eastern Time, I'll be starting a brand new series called Asia Soaring with APJ Game Changers, talking about the impact of IoT Internet of Things on the Asia business market. It'll be 9 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Singapore Time and 8 p.m. here for me right here on the Business Channel. Tune in. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week. 